0: Hello and welcome to the REORG Europe podcast. My name is Luca Rossi and I'm the co deputy editor of REORG Europe. With me this week, I have reporter Beatrice Mavrolian to talk about UK based petrol station and convenience store company Euro Garages, and analyst Lawrence Fitzpatrick, who will discuss luxury car manufacturer Aston Martin. Beatrice, what's interesting about the Euro Garages deal?
1: Hi Luca. Last week we reported that Eurogarages, the UK-based petrol station and convenience store company, is coming back to the market with a 1.2 billion euro equivalent offering to fund its 2.185 billion dollar acquisition of Cumberland Farms. The company has been on an acquisition binge, so the raising of this debt is coming very soon after it raised 1.64 billion euros of notes in May.
0: What was that that debt? intended to be used for?
1: It was to repay some of the the group's existing loans and to fund previous acquisitions. The Cumberland Farms acquisition comes after Eurogarage's entry into Australia with the acquisition of Woolworths Fuel Co. on April 1st. And before that, the company acquired U.S. convenience store and gas station operators, certified oil and fast track. And other acquisitions over the last three years include Minutemart, which is also in the U.S., Esso Germany, NRG Convenience Stores in the Netherlands, Esso Italy, Kroger Convenience Stores in the US, and EFR which owns more than a thousand sites in France and the Benelux countries. Basically Eurogarages has increased revenue by four times between 2016 and 2018 as a result of acquisitions.
0: Oh that's a lot of acquisitions and how have investors responded to the series of deals?
1: Well A lot of them have commented that the company hasn't really managed to demonstrate that it can grow organically. The performance of the core business is flat at best, investors have said. And they have also commented that because of the acquisitions, it's actually quite hard to look at the company's financial results and see what's really going on without the impact of this.
0: Interesting. And how well the company has integrated all the acquisitions?
1: Lots of investors say that the company has become really quite different. It was a UK business and now it has activities all over the world. So people are asking how it can be expected to run things properly on the other side of the world when it doesn't even seem to be doing that well here in Europe, where performance in France and the UK hasn't been great and Italy is underperforming. Meanwhile, people have also commented that the company's net leverage number is substantially reduced by the EBITDA ad backs it assumes it will get as a result of synergies from acquisitions. But what often happens is that although it has operational synergies, the company ends up spending that money on its headquarters in Europe, which it needs to manage all these new companies it has acquired, on rolling out new sites and adding things like convenience stores to existing sites. For example, in 2017, there was a merger of businesses in the UK, which Eurogarages said would boost EBITDA by 20% because of synergies, but in the end EBITDA was flat.
0: OK, interesting. Where do investors think the company's leverage should be without the EBITDA ad bags from acquisition synergies?
1: The company says that the Cumberland Farms acquisition will actually lower net leverage from 5.8 times to 5.7 times due to synergies, which a number of investors have said is actually a bit ridiculous. Although calculations vary, Most investors seem to agree that if you strip out the synergies, you get to a level closer to seven or eight times.
0: And how do investors feel about the new acquisition?
1: So, Cumberland Farms operates 600 convenience stores and petrol stations across seven of the northeastern states of the US and in Florida. And it's thought to be a well-run group with excellent assets. So some analysts have argued that although the timing of the acquisition is pretty punchy, given how closely it follows the Woolworths deal in Australia, Cumberland Farms is so good that if Eurogarages got the opportunity to buy it, it couldn't pass it up. Others have wondered how much potential it has because the the fact that it is a well-run company means that the number of employees working at its facilities is already carefully rationalized and can't be substantially cut. The other issue is that there's not much scope for boosting earnings from Cumberland sites by adding Starbucks shops or other similar concessions because this has already been done.
0: What is the financing for this acquisition expected to look like?
1: So the expect, uh, the acquisition is expected to be funded with uh, a 1 billion euro equivalent of senior secured notes, um, a 200 million euro equivalent senior uh, second lien facility, 300 million euros of cash on the company's balance sheet, and 500 million dollars equivalent from unspecified alternative funding sources. In the meantime, the company has a bridge financing in place. And because it's a US acquisition, people have said this is likely to be raised primarily or exclusively in dollars, but no one knows for sure yet.
0: Do the covenants of the previous bonds allow Eurogarages to make this acquisition and take on additional debt?
1: So um, the lawyers from our sister company, Debt Explained, have done quite a lot of work on this. But essentially, it appears that Eurogarages may be able to incur the €1 billion Euro of senior secured notes for the acquisition using its uh, one8 0.83 billion euro of capacity that it has under its credit facility basket as of the issue date assuming that no additional facilities have been in- incurred under the group's senior credit facilities after the issue issuance of the bonds the remain remainder will need to be- need to fall under another basket or the fccr test
0: thanks beatrice Lawrence, we saw Aston Martin issuing a profit warning and posting disappointing earnings at the end of July. Can you talk us through the situation?
2: Uh, Yes, of course. Uh, So firstly in July, Aston Martin uh, revised down its full year production guidance by over 10%, or uh, that equates to 800 vehicles in the midpoint of guidance to between 6,300 and 6,500 vehicles. And they also revised down their EBITDA margin estimates uh, to 20% from 24%. Now they followed this up a week later with a pretty poor set of results. Uh, first half adjusted EBITDA fell 79 percent to 22 million pounds amid pretty poor dealer sentiment in the UK, which also led to substantial destocking uh, from levels that had been particularly high at the start of the year. And the group also took a 19 million doubtful debt provision in the period and stated that sales were weighted to uh, lower average selling price or ASP models.
0: Interesting, how has the market reacted to all this?
2: Well, not well, as, as you might imagine. Uh, so the shares have fallen around 55% since the group's first uh, profit and production warning. And Aston Martin's SSNs have since traded down from around par uh, to the low 90s. Now, I think there is going to be a lot of focus on what Aston Martin can achieve in the rest of the year. So they're currently burning cash as they ramp up production of their new DBX model, uh, which isn't due for release until 2020. And they have liquidity of around 137 million by my numbers at the end of the first half. So while there is a buffer, uh, this won't last forever. Over the last 12 months, uh, Aston also generated negative levered free cash flow of 183 million by my estimates, although this was concentrated uh, in negative 165 million in the first half of the year. Uh, Looking at CapEx, Aston's uh, full year guidance of 300 million for the full year implies 138 million of CapEx in the second half. And using the group's EBITDA margin outlook of 20% for the full year, which in itself looks pretty ambitious, uh, we think it's looking difficult for Aston to generate cash and avoid a further increase in net debt over the course of the year. Now management obviously received a lot of questions on how it plans to get to its 20% EBITDA margins, uh, given that margins declined to just 5.4% in the first half, and they are guiding down both production and selling lower ASP cars, and our management reckons it has a high internal stock count. Q4 is generally the company's strongest quarter seasonally and dealers have also reduced stock to a more normal level and actually looking at the retail sale numbers, they're really quite healthy. Still, I think it's a real ask to get near that 20% target, especially with dwindling consumer and dealer confidence and a potential hard Brexit around the corner.
0: So if Aston Martin continues to burn cash, what are their options?
2: Uh, So management stated uh, that it wants to generate cash organically over the course of the next six months. But if need be, it would look to try and tap debt markets rather than raise equity. Um, Now, this could come in several forms and there are several options when it comes to this. Uh, They could look to raise an export finance facility similar to the one that Jaguar Land Rover announced recently. They could try another bond tap or potentially more bank debt or even uh, upsize the RCF. I think bonds look difficult given the levels and the uncertainty around trading, but I think they could get a small amount done if the coupon is high enough. Uh, They also mooted entering factoring facilities, and this would allow them to release some working capital. I personally wouldn't rule out an equity raise if levels worsen, though, and it's worth noting that both JP Morgan and Deutsche Bank, who, who did the work on Aston Martin's IPO, have recently gone restricted on the name.
0: What is your view of the overall uh, situation? Aston Martin's a name uh, I'm
2: looking to do more work on. uh, But for now, I'd highlight two things. Firstly, liquidity will be pressured over the next 12 months, and the company may come under pressure to raise some form of financing. It seems optimistic about tapping debt markets, but this could prove more difficult as we approach October the 31st. The second thing I'd highlight uh, is that the group's EBITDA targets this year look really tough. All eyes will be on Q4, as this is um, typically Aston Martin's strongest quarter, but it has so much to do given reduced volumes, lowered ASPs, and dealer uncertainty, all the while spending big on rolling out the DBX model and with a potential hard Brexit looming.
0: So thanks, Lores, and thanks to everyone for listening to our Reorg Europe podcast. We will be uh, here again in two weeks' time. Ciao.